You're listening to the Cornerstone Word of Life Church podcast. We hope you enjoy this teaching from Pastor Mark. For more information on our church, please visit cwol.org. Hallelujah. I got some things on my heart we're going to get to. So um, Pastor Belinda was praying, and so she, every scripture she prayed out, that's it. those are all what I'm going to talk about tonight. So if you, if you, while she was praying, so I guess God really wants to talk about this tonight. And so I'm going to start, um, where am I going to start? Um, I'm going to start at 1 Kings. And we're going to do some things. And the ushers, you need, to, you need to pay attention to me tonight because we're going to do things as we go. As we go. So I was praying. I was so ex- excited last night because I was, I was trying to get ready for the morning. All I wanted to think about was tonight. So I got through this morning so I can get here. If I were you, you made it, and you're here, and they think you're one of us. People drive around just to see who goes to church here, and you're here tonight, so you might as well get all the way in. If you don't know me, I'm the little boy at the pool that pushes the girls in. And this is the glory room, and I'm the little boy in charge, and I'm about to push you in. So intend to get wet, intend to get full. I'm here to get wet, I'm here to get full. So there was a time in Elijah's life when the church, at that time, the children of Israel, were in a back, once again, in a backslidden condition. So bad that they begin to worship Baal, Um, you know, the same people that... You know, their ancestors made the golden cow. Remember, Aaron made the cow. And, uh, you know, he said, and Moses was in the glory and he came down with the Ten Commandments. And he was so mad. He broke them. And, you know, God was so mad. He's like, this is a stiff-necked people. And, I mean, everybody's mad. It's just a good thing. God and Moses were never mad together. And, uh, and that's the truth. And so... Um, so you remember Aaron said, I don't know where this cow came from. Uh, we put the gold in and poof, out came this cow. And, uh, you know, and they were worshiping it and stuff like that. So the children of Israel, so not, not to throw any stones at them, but they were, um, they were easily, easy backsliders. They were easy backsliders. Now, part of my gifting, and I don't bring it, do a lot on Sunday mornings like this or Wednesday nights, but during the saturation meetings, is... Um, you know, um, the, how the Lord uses me sometimes is uh, I can go into a foreign country and detect the um, atmosphere of the church. And then the Lord helps me to help them get what they need. But right now, he's really kind of turning my attention to the United States, and which is unusual for me because I minister to you and I do our thing here. But usually... Um, Usually then, my focus when I'm out of this pulpit is in, the, is in the nations of the world. But he's really been turning my attention to the United States. Um, you know, I hope that we don't become uh, need of, in need of mission, Aries. And let's, let's make sure that that doesn't have to happen. I mean, we have sure sin a lot. If we needed some, because whatever we've sown, it will, we'd reap. But uh, there's enough of us in this room... Come on, it only took 120 of them. There's more of that in a saturation meeting in this room right now. We got at least double going on more, triple of that. I mean, we can do this thing. But, you know, 
So here, here the children of Israel backslidden and the church in the United States of America. Remember, I know you remember everything I said last saturation meeting, don't you? Well, don't feel bad, neither do I. And so, but I do remember the scripture. I would that you be hot or cold. Because if you're lukewarm, I'm about to, that's the nice way to say it. I'm going I'm to I'm discharge you. I'm going to get rid of you. Because you make me sick to my stomach. That was the Lord writing to the church. Well, if that's what, how he feels about it, I don't want to be in that category. Now, neither do I want to be cold. Y'all want to be hot? Oh, you wouldn't, want, you wouldn't be in this room tonight if you didn't want to be hot. I started to say, turn to your neighbor and tell them they're hot, but let's not do that. <laughs> Glory. Jesus, Shandalara Bahaya. Let's go. Um, so, I would that you be hot or cold because if you're lukewarm. And so, this is really what's going on in the church right now. In an attempt, and, and I mean this from the bottom of my heart, in an attempt to reach people, the church went lukewarm. And I do believe the intention was right, but the outcome is being lukewarm. And someday we as human beings are going to figure out that the only way you can get things done is in God's way. And I'm not throwing stones at anybody. I just know for us in this room, let's determine that we're going to be hot. That God is smarter than we are. And if he started the church in fire, he's going to finish it in fire. He said the glory of the latter church, of the latter house would be greater than the glory of the former house. If you look in the book of Acts and you go, wow, sure would like to see that today, that's the former reign. They should be able, when we all get to heaven, be able to look at us, and they will, and say, wow, what was it like to live in the latter reign? What was it like to live on the earth when the fullness of God's glory came on the earth what was it like to be a member of the body of Christ in the last days flowing in the glory of God what was it like to lay your hands on people and see them change right before your eyes what was it like to go into a grocery store and have a Holy Ghost meeting on aisle number four what was it like what was it like what was it like? I believe they should be lined up to greet us as we fly up, wanting to know what was it like. So Elijah found himself in the same place I believe we as the whole church in the United States find ourselves. Um, here in 1 Kings chapter 18, uh, we can back up a little bit, and you can look in 17, and you can see um, what's going on here. This is where um, 
Elijah had to go to the brook, and then he went to the widow uh, in Zarephath. And remember, at the widow of Zarephath, uh, after everything was going really good, then her son died, and then he raised him to life. And then after uh, God used him, then we go into verse chapter number 18 and verse number 1, 18, 1. It says, and it came to pass after many days, the word of the Lord. Everybody say the word of the Lord. So in other words, Elijah just didn't pull this out of his head. He just didn't decide to do this. But the word of the Lord came to Elijah in the third year saying, go show yourself to Ahab and I will send you rain. Because remember, uh, the brook um, it's during, and, and the widow Zarephath, this is turn, during a time of great drought. And so I want to liken it to you the way the Lord likened it unto me. There's no rain. And in the realm of the spirit right now, uh, there's, there doesn't seem to be as much rain as you and I hope that you and I would like. Maybe not, let's just say here, but let's say it as the church as a whole. You know, I know you can look at our government and everybody says, well, this needs to change and that needs to change. Now listen to me and understand what I'm about to say to you and don't write me any letters or send me any notes uh, or tweet about me. But you cannot change someone's morality with a law. You can only change their morality with a new birth experience. So you can scream about the laws all you want, but you and I need to get off of our blessed assurance and get people born again. We are the church, and we are responsible for this generation. And so you can look at culture and say, oh, that's awful and this is awful. But God is looking for some men and women, some boys and girls who stand up and proclaim his righteousness in his name and be mouthpieces in this generation. And, and he's ready to have a move. I'm telling you, he's on go. He is ready, 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 ready. Now, listen to me. He's ready, ready. If he's telling me I'd prefer you be hot or cold because if you're lukewarm, I'm going to spew you out of my mouth. He's ready to make some people hot. And, and, and so if there's drought, which there was at the time of Elijah. Now listen, there's drought in the land. God has, uh, and just like us, I believe, God has blessed us. We've, we had a year of double jubilee. Woohoo! did you have double jubilee? And we're still having jubilee. I still, and, we're, and the Lord said it would be a mark on us until he comes back. So it's, everybody say jubilee. jubilee. Turn your neighbor. Now you can turn your neighbor on this one. Tell him jubilee. We're still having jubilee around here, amen? We're still having jubilee. God's restoring things. And so right in the middle, we're like Elijah at the brook. The Lord has been sending ravens, if you will, and feeding us with some steak and bread off the king's table, perhaps. And then when that dried up, he sent us to the widow, and, and we were still being abundantly supplied. I mean, he's restoring. He's doing things. Miracles are happening. A boy goes dead, and, and he raises him back to life. God was doing some things even in the middle of a drought. Even in the middle of Israel, his chosen ones being backslidden again. And so because of what was going on, a drought came. But now God says the drought is over. The drought is over. I know the glory has to come. I've been preaching this for 30 years. Not just 25 years of pastoring. I've been preaching on the subject of the glory. Don't you get tired of it? No, I'm never going to get tired of it because that's who I am. I was born to see the glory. 
The devil has tried to keep me from seeing the glory, but I refuse and I will not allow it. I was born to see the glory. I was born to be a part of the glorious church. I will see the glory. I will see the glory. I will see the glory. I will, I will, I will. I've seen it and I expect to see more of it. And that's my story and I'm sticking to it. So, God calls an end to the drought. So he says, go show yourself to the king. Now, how many of you know this king was a little messed up? This king knew better, but he let his wife mess things up. And so he was, you know, God was trying to get to him. And so he goes and shows himself to the king. And then remember, Elijah came up to this guy, uh, Obadiah. Y'all remember Obadiah? And he said, uh, um, go tell the king I'm coming. He's like, as the Lord God lives, you're not sending me. Because I'm going to run, tell him, and then he, the Lord is going to you know, take you and translate you somewhere. And I'm, it's going to cost me my head. No, I'm not doing it. And so I think it amused Elijah. And he said, listen, so I'm going to present myself. Go tell him. So he did. And so, uh, so as that's going on, this is what happens. And this is what I want to talk to you about. Verse 19 of 1 Kings 18. Now therefore sin and gather to me all Israel unto Mount Carmel and the prophets of Baal, Baal 450. And the prophets of the groves 400 which eat at Jezebel's table. So we got the children of Israel. We got 850 knuckleheads. So Ahab sent unto all the children of Israel and gathered the prophets together unto Mount Carmel. And Elijah came into all the people and said, and this is what's really strong in my heart. How long halt ye between two opinions? Church, how long are we going to halt between two opinions? If the Lord be God, follow him with all your heart. Believe what he says. Speak what he says. Do what he says do. But if Baal or the devil, then just follow him. And the people answered him, not a word. In other words, I'm not sure. Which is where a lot of the church in the United States is today. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I'm not sure what's acceptable and what's not acceptable. I'm not sure. I'm not sure when to speak up and when not to speak up. I don't want to make anybody mad. You know what? And I don't go around trying to make people mad. And, you know, it's a very easy thing to do today to rile somebody up by saying, miss, you know, miss saying something, you know. It's easy to rile people up. People are riled. What is that? It's strife. It's the devil. And yet we have to speak the truth in love with great compassion but we still have to speak the truth and you have to believe the truth and you got to know who you are and you got to know the Lord's plans for the church. And the Elijah, the prophet said, how long are you going to halt, go back and forth? A double-minded man is unstable in all of his ways. How can he receive anything of the Lord? 
They're halting. They're going back. Yes, I'm in a covenant with God, but this Baal stuff seems, you know, they're not so bad. And, and everybody's going that direction. And the king and the queen, they seem to like them. And, you know, I don't want to make the king and the queen mad. And, and, and I want to live peacefully. And, 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 but God had had enough. I would that you be hot or cold because if you're lukewarm, I'm going to spew you out of my mouth. And God said to them, which I believe uh, you and I have already answered this question, but we're going to start carrying the banner of it in a way that, um, that, that I believe people can receive. We're, you, how many, we're not halting anymore, right? We're not going back and forth. This is Super Bowl Sunday, and yet you find yourself at a saturation meeting in Madison, Alabama. Hallelujah. Ready to receive of God. And so how long shall you halt between two opinions? If God's God, serve him. If Baal's God's, you know, whatever. Serve, you know, serve him. Go ahead, but make, make up your mind. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Then said Elijah unto the people, I, even I only remain a prophet of the Lord. Uh, even in stepping up, he was not totally accurate, but he thought he was. Baal's prophets are 450 men. Uh, so uh, let them therefore give us two bullocks. Let them choose uh, one bullock for themselves, cut it in pieces, lay it on the wood. You all know this story, but I just like to, to repeat it. Uh, and verse 24, and you call on the name of your gods, and I'm going to call on the name of the Lord. And the God that answers by fire, let him be God. That's why it's important that you know that Jesus is the baptizer of the Holy Ghost and fire. That's why it's important for you to know the day of Pentecost when they were all in unity in one accord. Suddenly there came a sound from heaven like a rushing mighty wind. And the Spirit of God set on them. Everybody say it one more time. You said it in prayer, but say it again. Say, Lord, come sit on me. Lord, come sit on me. And cloven tongues of fire sat on them, and it changed them. It changed Peter from someone who was halting between two opinions. He was embarrassed to say that he knew Jesus. He was halting between two opinions. I don't know him. I've never heard him. I've never been with him. Cuss, cuss. I don't know him. Then the Holy Ghost came on him. Then he boldly stood up and said, this is what was spoken by the prophet Joel. In the last days, I will pour out of my spirit. Of, notice it said pour out of. He didn't say I poured it all out. He's, how many know the Lord is still pouring out? Come on, you and I are in prime position to get a pouring out. Lord, pour it out. Lord, come set on me. What? Cloven tongues of fire. What does that do? That changes you. It changes you from a quiet person to a witness. What are you supposed to be witnessing? The same thing the apostles witnessed to, the resurrection of the Lord Jesus. He's alive. And he's alive and he's doing the same things that he's always done. How long will you halt between two opinions? If your God is God, then serve him. And so we're going to have a showdown. We're going to have a showdown. And I tell you what, I believe in some way that's what's coming. A showdown. It's not the okay corral. It's the world stage. And I believe God is ready for a showdown. And he's going to show the world he's God. He's not going to stick his face out over the clouds and come and say, hey, I'm God. Well, how's he going to do it? He's going to use his body to show that Jesus is alive. He's going to use his body to show Jesus is alive. We are the body of Christ, and the glory of God is on the church, and he's going to use his body. But his body's got to be on fire. That's why he's saying, I want you to make a choice right now. I want you to quit halting between two opinions. I want you to say that I am God, and you're going to do things my way, and I'm going to have you as mine. And so here we got all this thing. And then you know this, but let's look at it. Oh, this is fun. 
And it came to pass, verse 27. Well, you know, verse 26, and they took bullocks which were given them, they dressed it, called on the name of Baal from morning until noon, saying, O Baal, hear us. But there was no voice, nor any that answered. And they leaped upon the altar that was made. They did a little dance or something. And it came to pass at noon, Elijah took over and he said, he mocked them. Now I know that's not appropriate today. And he, and, he, and he said, cry aloud, for is he a God? Either is he talking, or is he pursuing, or is he on a journey, or peradventure he's asleep and must be wakened. Come on, he was poking the bear. Now, I believe he's an anointed prophet of God, and don't just poke the bear to be poking the bear, but, and they cried aloud, and then they cut themselves. Wonder where that came from. Wonder why people do that today. Where'd that come from? It's demonic. They cried aloud and cut themselves after the manner with knives and lancets till the blood gushed out upon them. And it came to pass when midday was past, they prophesied to the time of the offering of the evening sacrifice. There was neither voice nor any answer nor any that regard. Listen, y'all, we're the ones that have the answer. And Elijah said to all the people, come near to me. And all the people came near to him and he repaired. Everybody say repair. You see, y'all, it's time to repair some things. And I'm going to be bold. And we're not here to repair politics. We're here to repair the church. And whether my friends love it or not that are preachers, listen to me. I believe the Lord spoke to me. He said he cares more about the church house than the White House. The White House people come and go. But the church is an enduring thing for all of eternity. And if we in the church will be the church, then it will influence government. It will influence industry. It will influence Hollywood. It will influence everything because when the, listen, if you study history, you can see that when revival, when visitations of God came, it changed the culture of this nation. This nation, whether they know it knows it or not, it's waiting for you and I to wake up. Arise, oh sleeping giant. It's time for the righteous to awake and be the church. Just be the church. Just be the church. Well, they don't like us. Well, they don't really know us because we've been hiding from them. I'm telling you, they'll make fun of us. Listen, I'm, on, I'm not even on social media. They're on social media for me. And I know people write squirrely comments. And you know what? I ignore them. I, just don't, I tell them, don't let me see them. Because it would bother me. But I don't see them. <laughs> Send them all you want, but I don't see them. They delete them. I don't look at them. I'm not doing this for you. I'm doing this for God. And he's always right. We're not going to halt between two opinions. Did I just poke the bear a little bit? I don't know. He repaired. Everybody say repaired. He repaired the altar that was what? Broken down. And Elijah took 12 stones. What's he doing? 
he's reminding them of their covenant. The Lord told me as we rolled into this year, three things I want you to know about. I want you to remember the covenant. I want you to talk to them about being led. And I want you to talk to them about their authority. One of the things I'm doing, I'll just be, I'll let you in on the secret, is when I'm talking about if I were the devil, I'm really talking to you about your authority. Because in everything I mention, I don't, I don't say this message is the authority of the believer. But I'm doing it in a different, the Lord's doing it in a different, he's smarter than we are. So I'm looking at it in a different way so you can exercise your authority. So here he's reminding them of their covenant. He's got 12 stones and he built an altar in the name of the Lord, put wood. Um, and then, I love this, he cut his, his bowl in pieces and he said, um, get me four barrels of water. But we're in a drought. Do you know how precious water is at this time? People are dying because there's no water. And Elijah the prophet says, get me four barrels of water. So they get four barrels of water. They put them on. And he said, do it again. So now we're up to eight. Then he says, do it again. Now we're up to 12. Again, covenant. One for every tribe. One for every tribe. He just doesn't do things. He's doing um, because he wants the whole of Israel to come back. And so, I mean, now, because, because back in that day, the reason that water, because remember, he even told them earlier, we didn't go over it. He said, now, don't you all do any funny business. Don't, don't, because they were always having to do fake stuff to make the people think that it really was a God. But he was watching them, no fake stuff, no, no phony baloney, no hocus pocus. And he said, drench the altar with all this water that was precious. See, this is also a sacrifice, and don't give God anything that's not precious. And at this time, water was the most precious commodity. And so they put the water on there. It drenched the offering. And then what happened? And the Lord God, and Elijah prophet came near and said, Lord God of Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, what is that? Covenant. Let it be known this day that you are God of Israel and I'm your servant and that I've done all these things at your word. Everybody say, at your word. How many know we're not off just doing stuff? We're we're trying to find out what God says. Hear me, O Lord, hear me, and this people may know that you are Lord God and you have turned their hearts and you're going to turn their hearts back again. Then the fire fell. Then the fire fell and consumed the burnt sacrifice and the wood and the stone and the dust and licked up the water that was in the trench. And all the people saw it. They fell on their face and they said, the Lord, he is God. The Lord, he is God. Everybody say, Lord, you are God. You alone are God. We hope you were inspired by today's message. If you want to hear more from the Word of God, head over to cwol.org. Check us out on YouTube or any social platform under at Madison. We believe God is working within you and we want you to know Him so you too can make Him known.